You're now listening to the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here, we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Tax Smart REI podcast. In this episode, Brandon and I are going to discuss how to pay your children through your business and what the benefits of doing so are. Uh, before we jump right into that today, a quick word from Landlord Studio. If you're a do-it-yourself landlord managing rental properties, Landlord Studio is made for you. The software helps landlords simplify income and expense tracking. With their easy-to-use app, you can digitize receipts, record income and expenses in real time, generate reports, and even manage leases and tenants. Plus, Landlord Studio makes late rental payments and bank visits a problem of the past with secure online rent collection. Get the rent paid directly to your bank account, and you can even automate rent reminder emails and late payment fees. Landlord Studio is also the best way to stay tax compliant. They offer a range of financial reports, including Schedule E and supplier expense reports designed for tax time. You can learn more about Landlord Studio and start your 14-day free trial at landlordstudio.com CPA and use the coupon code REALESTATECPA at checkout to get 25% off your plan. Again, that's landlordstudio.com CPA and use the code REALESTATECPA to get 25% off your plan today. And we're back. So if you don't already know, uh, one way to get money tax-free into the hands of your children is by paying them through your business. And there's uh, other benefits to doing that as well. And we're at this point to discuss right now. And I think a lot of people learned about this, or I mean, it's it's a relatively known strategy, um, but it's, it's paying your children. And a lot of people learned about this, I think with... Uh, what was the legislation that bumped it to bump the standard deduction to the 12,000, 12,500 mark? Was that, was that the tax cuts jobs act? Yeah, it was the tax cuts okay. and jobs act. There's been so much legislation in the past five years. It's hard to keep up. Um, but that's when everybody really learned about this strategy. So, so the strategy at a very high level is you have your children work in your business uh, and you pay them a W2 wage and 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 because you're paying them a w2 wage they don't have to pay social security medicare taxes all that stuff unless you're a corporation then you always have to so if you're an s corp or a c corp and you pay them a w2 wage you still do have to pay the social security medicare so this really works well for people that are running llc's partnerships you hire your children put them on payroll pay them a w2 wage they don't have to pay social security medicare tax and your business gets a tax deduction for the the fees paid to the child and the child gets a standard deduction, right? So I think in the past it was $6,700. Um, so in the past, you you know, you could in theory pay your child up to $6,700 in earnings. Uh, you would get a $6,700 tax deduction on the business side. Uh, you, you would not have to pay Social Security or Medicare. Your child would receive $6,700 as income, but then get a standard deduction of $6,700 and owe no taxes. Uh, now that that standard deduction has gone up to, what is it today? 12, $12,950. $12, I'm pretty sure for 2022. $12,950. So, so now today you can, again, in theory, we'll talk about why I keep emphasizing theory. Yep. <laughs> in theory, you can pay your child $12,950 today. 
uh, or, or for working in your business throughout the year, you get a business deduction of $12,950. Your child reports W-2 earnings of $12,950, uh, but they don't pay Social Security and Medicare tax on it. And because they get a standard deduction of $12,950, they have zero taxable income, which means they don't pay tax on it. So, I mean, you, this strategy of hiring your children, uh, it does a couple things. One, it teaches them how to work, which I'm a big fan of. Two, uh, they, they earn money, which I'm also a big fan of, working to earn money, especially at an early age, teach those good habits. Uh, but then three, you get a tax deduction. And four, you don't pay taxes on this wealth transfer, right? So I'm basically taking $13,000 out of my pocket. I'm putting it into my child's pocket and I'm getting a $13,000 tax deduction as a result. Uh, and that $13,000 tax deduction might save me, just call it $3,000 in taxes. So I'm going to give myself a $3,000 tax benefit by transferring this $13,000, $12,950 amount of money to my child for working in my business. We have created $3,000 worth of wealth uh, simply by hiring my child and uh, like family wealth, I should say. Like I'm still personally, I'm still out of pocket that 13K. But as a family, my child has the 12950 I have an additional $3,000 of tax savings. We've created $3,000 of family wealth by engaging in this strategy. Yeah, very, very powerful strategy. We see a lot of our clients using it. I'd love to see it because, again, you know, we want to teach kids how to work at a young age and uh, not a bad way to get rewarded for it. Um, there's actually a second component to this strategy. Um, and that is what you can do with the money after you pay your child. So the money has to go in your child's bank account, right? So it could sit there. You just leave it sitting there at 0.5% uh, interest or whatever it is today. Or you can choose to do something else with it. And one of the popular things people do with it is invest it into a Roth IRA. Is What, what the Roth IRA allows you to do is allows you to contribute up to $6,000 because now they have earned income. And the current limit in 2022 is $6,000 into the Roth IRA. And now you can go and invest it in whatever you want to invest it in. And the money will grow tax-free within the Roth IRA account. And when they turn the age of 18 or really any time, they could take the contributions out if they wanted to tax and penalty free and go use them for whatever they want. Maybe they're going to go start a business. Maybe they're going to go on a trip of some sort, travel abroad or whatever. Um, that's one option. Uh, the other option they can use the account for, they can just leave it there as a, as a, as a, early retirement account. If you ever use a compound interest calculator, you'll, you'll be able to see how the earlier, earlier you start, how quickly it, it compounds and how much bigger your account will be down the line. So that's another option using as a retirement account. Uh, alternatively, they can use it to fund their education. Uh, the money can come out penalty free, not tax free, but penalty free uh, to fund qualified tuition expenses. And then lastly, um, I, under current law, you can use up to $10,000 of the money uh, penalty-free towards the purchase of your first primary residence. So uh, a lot of good reasons to consider using the Roth IRA, tacking it onto this strategy. But again, you don't have to use it. You could use, you could take the money, let it sit there. However you and your family wish to spend the money, uh, once your child earns it, that's up to you. But I uh, just figured we want to let you know about this Roth IRA strategy. Now, having said all that, we're going to be discussing uh, this strategy, paying your children in much more detail in our upcoming Tax Smart Bootcamp that we're launching on June 6th. So if you want to get access to that bootcamp, you want to check it out, we're going to be going through real estate professional stats, short-term rental strategy, uh, the loophole. We're going to be going through optimizing your tax position, audit defense, 
paying your children, cost segregation studies, and a whole bunch more. It's pretty much everything you need, the foundational tax knowledge you need as a landlord, as a real estate investor. So you can check that out by going to courses.taxsmartinvestors.com and using the promo code early and you get 60%, you can get the course for only $797. It's typically $1,997, but we're discounting it for listeners of this podcast if you use the code early. And you can, again, you can check it out at www.courses.taxsmartinvestors.com. Good stuff. Now let's talk about why I was hitting that theory word so much. So what I want to talk about now, uh, at least for the next few minutes, is in, in, in wrapping this podcast up, relatively short podcast episode, I want to talk about where people mess up. So how do people mess up paying their child? I'll, I'll, I'll say one, then you can say one, and we can just kind of ping pong back and forth. So the first way that they mess up is by, uh, by not having a real job that the child is competent to perform. Uh, there are several tax court cases where children are way too young to be performing whatever task is on hand. A five-year-old is not going to be mowing the lawn for you. A five-year-old is also not going to be doing financial bookkeeping or managing your Excel files, are they? They're way too young for that type of work. So you have to, the, the job has to be real. Um, and the way that I kind of think about it is, you know, I, this is not just like a freebie. It's really important to understand that this is not just some freebie thing that you can, you know, throw your child into the business and start shifting money to them. That's not what this is. And if you approach it like this, like that, uh, you will lose under any sort of IRS audit. So the way that I think about it is, who would I hire for this role? And what would I expect them to do? What skills must they have? And then does my child have those skills? And is my child competent enough to do this type of work? Uh, so start with like the actual job that you have, that you have a need for, identify who would typically do that job, and then ask, is your child a suitable replacement for that vendor, for that uh, contractor to come in and do that job or employee to come in and do that job? Right. That's a good one. Uh, another one is they don't pay their child using w, a W-2, um, a form W-2. They try to do it on a 1099. And the issue with that is, is in order to avoid the self-employment tax, you actually have to have your child on payroll, which means you have to file a, a W-2 and in some cases go through all the other forms. Yeah, that, that's a big one because the 1099 one's easy, right? And, and typically what happens with that 1099 is Oh yeah, I mean, child's going to work in the business, and I'll just cut them a check in December. And again, all we're doing is just setting ourselves up to fail. I mean, you got to treat this very seriously. It, 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 if you're hiring your child to work with you, you have to treat it like a legitimate relationship. Otherwise, you will lose under audit. You will lose any sort of tax court case. Um, so you got to make it as legit as possible. Put them on payroll. Pay them biweekly, like you would anybody else that's doing this position, um, and uh, and just keep it really legit. Another, another area people mess up is reasonable compensation. So, you know, uh, we have a lot of clients that come to us and be like, Hey, can my child be a model? Uh, and, and sure. Yeah. But your child is not going to be some famous thousand dollar an hour model. Uh, you have to actually research what are child models paid. Um, and, and it's, it's a lot lower than you might think. And then it becomes probably not worth it. <laughs> um, that's at least has been our findings as we've worked with clients on that type of stuff. 
but another thing is, you know, if somebody's mowing your lawn, you, you should really, in order to substantiate what a reasonable salary is, you should really kind of, not kind of, you should go out to the market and do research on what the salary is, get bids, get quotes. Uh, if somebody can come cut your lawn two times a month for $60 total, uh, paying your child $100 per cut, $200 a month uh, is, is going to be challenged under, under any sort of scrutiny. So you need to have substantiation um, as to why you're paying your child as much as you are. And if you don't have, if you can't find anything that supports the rates that you're paying your children, um, then objectively, you should really be careful continuing to pay your child the rates that you're paying them. Like you need to step through this very logically, very objectively. Uh, it's very easy to get emotionally you know, attached to this type of strategy because, oh, you know, little Jimmy, I'm going to be able to help uh, earn income and I'm getting a tax write off too. And I have to do this because I, I really hate Uncle Sam. It's great, uh, but you got to take a step back. You have to approach this very objectively, very carefully, and you have to have substantiation. Otherwise, you will lose any sort of challenge. You, you will lose under audit, you will lose in tax court. You have to be able to substantiate why you're paying your child whatever amount of money. And if you are paying your child $200 a month to mow your lawn, where you could get it for $60 a month, you have to have a really damn good explanation as to why. And, uh, and even then you're still at, at risk of, of losing or, or having the wages reclassified by the tax court. So don't just think that, I think a big mistake that people make is they see the $12,950 standard deduction. They hear financial advisors and CPAs talk about what a great strategy this is. You know, the beginning of this podcast, what a great right. strategy this is. You could pay up to $12,950 and you're going to save three grand on taxes and they get all giddy about it. But the reality is that it's actually pretty hard to pay a child $12,950 throughout the year. Like if you really break down their job description, um, and what, what services they're actually competent to perform at whatever age they're at, and then what hourly rate comes with that, it's actually pretty hard to get to $12,950. And the IRS knows this, and the tax court knows this. So just be really careful whenever you decide on, on wages. Do not just pay your child $12,950. Perfect. You know, what a perfect amount of it. Don't be that person because you, you will absolutely set yourself up to fail. Uh, and don't be the person that cuts a $12,950 check to your child in December and calls it wages. That's not how wages are paid in the real world. Wages are paid every other week in the real world. If you have somebody on payroll, that's how it works. So make sure that you're doing this legitimately. Otherwise, you will end up on the wrong side of an audit, um, almost guaranteed. Absolutely. And another, another big one, too, is, is paying ch children through an S corporation, right? So in order for this strategy to, to really take the maximum effect, you have to pay them through either a sole proprietorship owned by one parent or a partnership owned by both parents. And if you use an S corporation, then that's not a partnership. And what's going to end up happening is at that point, your, your child's going to be subject to the self-employment taxes. And so the bottom line is uh, avoid paying them through an S corporation. Well, a lot of people do to get around this. And I haven't seen many tax court cases on the, the validity of this. So take this with a grain of salt is a family management company, quote unquote, where you would effectively create a staffing company as a sole proprietorship 
and you would hire your child through the staffing company, that would allow you to avoid the self-employment tax. And then you'd actually, the staffing company would bill or invoice your S corporation, or I guess your C corporation in, in, in some cases too, could, could work like that. So that's, that's one way some people get around it. Again, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, just figured I'd throw that out there. And there, there's a few other things that we touch on in the boot camp uh, that Tom mentioned a few minutes ago, such as labor laws, um, financial aid impacts, dependency statuses. I believe that we touch on that. If, if not, we always hit it on the live Q and A's. Um, so if you're, uh, I mean, th- th- there's more to this than what we're describing here, and, and we take a deeper dive on that boot camp, uh, as well as kind of showing you how to cross your T's and dot your I's. But re- really critical to one, understand that it has to be legit. So everybody always gets really excited, but then we try to bring them down to earth. It has to be legit. And when you start kind of pricing out what legit looks like, it becomes a little less exciting because we're maybe talking about two grand, not 12. Um, so it has to be legit. But when you do it, like Tom was mentioning, there's a whole lot of strategies on the back end for the child to really start socking away money uh, in, in IRAs, even in 401ks, if your company has a 401k, there's a lot of different things that you could potentially be doing. Actually, I'm, I'm not sure about the 401ks, it might be an age requirement there. But there's a lot of additional things behind the scenes that your child could do with their earned income um, that that kind of opens up their doors. So they can get involved in early real estate investing, which a lot of our clients are really big fans of when they've got uh, when, when the child has income and a credit history and all that stuff from an early age. Absolutely. So again, if you want to check out the bootcamp, which will cover this in much more detail and as well as the reps, short-term rental loophole, and pretty much everything you need to minimize your taxes as a real estate investor, as a landlord, go to courses.taxsmartinvestors.com and use the promo code early. It's spelled exactly how it, the word early is. Uh, early like early sun rise, right? And uh, you can get that course for $7.97, which is 60% off the normal price. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode of Tax Smart REI. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, You really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.